When I think iconic Raiders duos, I think of Stuart and Daly, Leilua and Rapana, and what about McCrone and Williams? Ha! What a combination they were. And then you got these two clowns, Blake and the Pork. Some would argue they ain't necessarily watch much footy, and some may even say they know less about footy than Clive Palmer knows about a low-carb diet. Ha! But by gee, do they bleed green. And how good is that? Back for another season for their four loyal listeners, the third most popular Raiders podcast, Raiders Review with Blake in the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And this is the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the bowels of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. And it's brought to you with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging with your fellow Raiders fans, as well as Landspeed Records. Come in and get your LPs, your CDs, your clothing paraphernalia from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you two. And also brought to you by the good people at Audio Technica Australia, who are driving this podcast with their fantastic technology, aren't they, Blake? Yeah. Great mics. They also sell a really great turntable. So if someone wants to, um, it's the best entry-level turntable. Don't buy something from the post office or Audi. No. It's a piece of crap. No. Buy an Audio-Technica turntable. To quote Neil Young, do not buy it on the tube. Do not uh, buy it on the phone. Don't get it at home and find it's a piece of crap. Get the Audio-Technica coming to Landspeed Records. And we are joined today by Canberra's, Canberra's own, Canberra's very own, Matt Lenevis. You didn't. You didn't introduce him as Hollywood Matt Lenevis. That was a bit weird last week. Hollywood Matt Lenevis is a bit like Hollywood John Housen. Yeah, I was thinking about Hollywood John Housen. Do you do you actually remember Hollywood John Housen, Matt? John Housen? No, I don't remember Hollywood John Housen. I remember John Houston, but that's a very different <laughs> whole different whole different thing. But uh, no, but just to just to rep, I know this is an audio medium, and no one can see what I'm wearing, but I am wearing a Land Speed Records T-shirt, oh, nice. which I'm I'm, pr- I'm proud to um represent over here in kind of near hollywood i guess but no it's glad to be back for a, a second week clearly i didn't have enough whiskeys last week to get booted off but enough just to keep you know me on the bench just to warm up and, and come off the pine like we thought ryan sutton might but maybe he won't we'll get to that later but no happy to be back gentlemen i can report that you yelling abuse out the window in los angeles was probably the most popular thing about last week's episode so we expect to see a little bit more yelling out the window yelling out the window with matt we haven't quite figured out what the segment's going to be but i mean i'm sure we can work over it over time but the team list has dropped people the first team list for this year and there are some shocks in there people so let me go through it at the back we've got cnk isn't that wonderful then on one wing we got nick cottridge returning on the other wing we have semi valame much to our surprise we thought he was going to be in the centers in the centers in number three jersey we have james schiller 
Then we have number four, Matt Tomoko. So really only C and K, Kotrich and uh, Tomoko did we get right in that back line. Yeah, Schiller's, Schiller's really one from left field. I mean, I didn't know that much about him before the trial. He looked good. He looked good in the trial, but uh, this is a classic Ricky, just one from left field. I mean, he did it with Matt Allwood. Round one, there's always one Ricky crazy surprise. And uh, yeah. yeah, but it's it's if we go back to that first, I mean, I get it. And Schiller looks like he might be a future center. But if we go back to that first trial against uh, the Roosters, um, Valamai and Schiller did line up on the right, but they just were wearing different numbers. So there is every chance Valamai could still be in the centers there. I don't know. I mean, this is the first time I've thought this, to be honest. Um, but they had a pretty good combination in that game. And I mean, I'd much rather see Valamai in the centres. I think when he can get isolated and has to make those decisions out on the wing, we saw those mistakes last week in the Roosters. So maybe, just putting it out there, maybe Valamai is going to be where he played both trials at right centre and just maybe Schiller's going to be on the wing. I think they both could be future centres for the Raiders, but just this weekend, who knows, maybe Ricky's doing his ducks and drakes with the numbers and maybe Valamai ends up running out in the centre position wearing that number though. Or maybe it's a smokescreen and someone comes off the extended bench. Well, but, there you go. Do you know, do you know what? The, the, the It may be a bit of ducks and drakes because the Cronulla Sharks would have seen this team list and their whole game plan now will involve kicking to um, Semi Valame. Oh, yeah, so then if they, if they swap him with Schiller just before the game, I mean, the Sharks, they won't know what to do. No, they won't. But look, going back to the team, we've got Jack Whiten at six and Brad Schneider at seven. No surprises there. The front, we actually got the entire front row correct. Um, uh, so it's, it's, Papali'i, Hodgson, Tarpanay, Hudson Young, I called that one. Uh, Corey Hardawit and Nida didn't call that one. And then got Elliot Whitehead at lock. You called that one, Matt. Yeah, that's personally, um, that's our strongest forward pack. Um, you know, obviously Adam Elliott's going to be in and around it, but, you know, being able to fit Hardawit and Nida and Hudson Young out there together and uh, Elliot playing that link, man, um, we're really up for this. And, and the way that I suppose Cronulla started that last trial match where they were really physical i think we need to start strong yeah well on the bench we've got tom starling in 14 no surprises there we'll see him on after 25 30 as usual emre gula comes in in the 15 jersey adam elliott number 16 and corey horsburgh big red rounding out the 17 gotta say there's some surprises in there yeah well the big shock is ryan sutton you know we we had him if not starting definitely on the bench i mean you couldn't, I guess, ultimately have um, Horsburgh, Gula, and Sutton all playing. No. And, you know, and look, all of them have their, their strengths and their weaknesses mm. compared to each other. Gula's probably just, he's got a bit, bit more of a bigger body, a bit more go forward. Horsburgh's got a bit more footing than Sutton. But, yeah, Sutton, is he not there because he signed for the Bulldogs or... Mm. And look, he may well be, but I, Matt, you were saying earlier that you were you were thinking there was more upside to Gula and to Horsburgh than there is to Sutton. Yeah, I think. I mean, if Ricky's, we, Blake and I had a bit of a chat. All of us did earlier. If Ricky's not picking Ryan Sutton because he's not selected, then that could really put a, a big splinter through the team. But obviously, you know, you look at we've still got um, Hodgson starting. So for me, um, I know Ryan Sutton was one of our best players at the first month or six weeks of last year, but he was playing big minutes and, and, you know, and kind of putting out that same effort in the 60th minute he did in the first minute, but he didn't have that impact. And I feel like one of the things that we learned at the end of last year is that we really need a bit of impact off the bench. So for me, I like having Gula there. He, he's, he's the most similar in our squad to Papali'i 
and he can offer probably more high upside, more ceiling in short minutes than a Ryan Sutton. Ryan Sutton feels like he's a bit of a, a workhorse who gets going and it takes him a little bit of time. And you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a good six or seven out of 10 all the time, where to me, I think Gula can bend the line a little bit more and we don't, we're not going to miss Papaliti as much. And then Horsburgh's second phase play, his link play, he might be able to rest um, you know, someone in the middle, whether it's a prop or even Elliot Whitehead. So uh, to me, there's a bit more versatility with those two on the bench. And um, I see them with a little bit more future at the club. So I- I'm happy with it. Although seeing someone who's given so much like Ryan Sutton has over the last couple of years, it's hard, you know, especially after that grand final that he missed out a couple of years back. Mm. Yeah, look, uh, but one thing we did get a bit of feedback was um, that you're probably classing up the joint a bit too much with your actual football knowledge. Um, oh, Okay. Well, it's because he's a pommy. Let's get rid of him, right? Let's get all the pommies out of the side. Yeah, there you go. the Kiwis out of the side. There you go. Get back to the Queenslanders in the 80s. Yeah, Bring back Bacco. Bring back Meninga. You could bring back Bacco if you wanted. I'm going to yell out the window again. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Settle down, settle down. Look, Uh, go. Ryan Sutton, look, he he is like looking. I'm just looking at um, Aiden Tolman on the bench for the Cronulla Sharks. He is our answer to Aiden Tolman. He is, and look, he's he's <laughs> exactly. a mid, he's a mid tier player. And look, maybe he has, maybe Ricky has taken his defection to the Bulldogs pretty badly. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, he's we know that he's he's been a favourite son of Ricky's. He's been a project. They brought him out. He wasn't the finished product when he came here. They've done the hard yards, and now he's going to probably play his best football at the Bulldogs. He's hitting he's hitting that sort of peak age. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's, Look, it's, him it's... and George Williams are good mates. Him and Rhino, uh, George Williams, because they came are good through. Mates. Yeah, they came uh, through the Wigan Juniors and together. they came yeah through the stuff. And they're good mates. And you can't help thinking there's a little bit of that in there. Having said that, in 2019, when the Raiders were making that run to the grand final, and Ryan Sutton fell out of the side, for for better or for worse, and I think it was probably right at the time. There were a whole lot of players who did fall out of the side at that same time. And I didn't see them on the sidelines. You know, I don't know where they were. Ryan Sutton was there at every match on the sideline, jigging up the boys. He never left. He was a perfect team player. I've liked that ever since. Like, he's he's good value. Um, he's on the extended bench, which we'll get to later. Ricky has mentioned, though, leaving Ryan Sutton out of that grand final team was one of the toughest decisions uh, he's had he's had to make. Obviously, you know, not probably as tough as leaving... Uh, Joe Croker out of the side for this week, but one yeah. of the toughest decisions he had to make. But Sutton moving on, I mean, I am sad to see him go. Like I said, we've done the hard yards. He mm. was a project play. He wasn't the finished article when we brought him over. Mm. Uh, he's probably going to play his best football somewhere else, but I think it just comes down to cap management. Yeah, and he was probably on, you know, that sort of $300,000 figure at the Raiders, and Bulldogs are probably offering him 500000 And if you look at the good sides, like a Melbourne Storm, those sort of mid-tier players mm. are the ones you need to move on. You got your yeah, top line yeah. stars that you got to keep. Whatever it costs to keep Jack White, you got to keep Jack White. Whatever it costs to keep Papa Lee, you got to keep him. Same Tarpany, you know what I mean? But and I think Tarpany's the thing now yeah. because we need a war chest for Tarpany yeah. because he's really got to be maintained. If I have to choose between Sutton and Tarpany, I'm going Tarpany. Of course, oh, Tarpany was the best player in the All Stars game. The other thing too is the game's changing really rapidly. I think Ricky did such a good job when he first came into the club to recognise that the game moved past the squad that we had and he made some really big decisions. Campisi, Dane Tills, there was some really Tommy strong figureheads at the club. Yeah, Leroy Lars and then a couple of years later, Shannon Boyd and and he brought in some younger blood. You know, we brought in Tarpanay. He brought back some players that weren't being looked at like Soliola. Mm. And Dan at the Sports just wrote a pretty interesting article yesterday about how maybe Ricky is now seeing this as another chance to kind of 
you know, bit of bring bring a little bit of young blood back through and, and he's looking at the squad and he's realised he was building this squad for 2019 football and we were peaking and we probably would have made the grand final the following year. And then as soon as all these six again, Blanders rules came in, he's now had to readjust his squad and that takes two or three years. So he's trying to probably bring through a Peter Holler, a Trey Mooney, Harry Rushton, you know, and I think... I think in two years, Harry Rushton probably will end up being a, a pretty interesting ball player at our club where, who knows? I mean, I wish um, Ryan Sutton the best, but the game is changing fast and you need these mobile forwards that can defend, defend laterally in the middle for you know sets of six on six and these bigger bodies, it's really hard to do that. You need explosive energy and I just don't really know if some of these forwards, it's just tricky, man, because I don't want to be bagging anyone, but mm, I'm... Yeah. Well, I'm we shocked to see him not in the squad, but I'm also I'm, I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of Gula. Honestly, when I first saw Gula come onto the scene, and you know, obviously, when his mum when she handed him the jersey, she came down from Sydney, and then a bit later in that year, he put on a bit more meat, and he was clearly trying to model his game on Papali'i. I think Gula could be a, a stalwart prop in our club, so I'm kind of glad that he's getting that shot. He's always had a mistake in him. He doesn't place the ball oh, when he plays it, and he knocks it on. He's always got a mistake. And Horsburgh gives away Hands two or feet. three penalties a game. Yeah, but I'm, I'm happy to see Gula get his shot because I think this could be his year, actually. But, you know, we'll get onto that with the reasons to be cheerful. And so the, yeah, that's right. The other two omissions, obviously, and we, we had this one telegraphed, no Jared Croker. He's on the extended bench, but Ricky's come out and said he's going to be coming back to the New South Wales Cup. And we've got no Xavier Savage, and all of us thought we'd be seeing Xavier Savage. Now, if there's a smokescreen in this, if there's a smokescreen in it, we see either a Schiller or a Valamai drop out of the squad and a Savage come in. That's that's the mm. only smoke screen I can see here. Um, again, I think Blake's right. I hate saying that, but I think he's right that this is the side. Ricky's picked the side he's going to play. I don't think there's a smoke screen in here. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm also shocked not to see Chris on the extended bench. Yeah, so at Chris all. Is, yeah, he's not there. I had him, completely I had him, left out. I had him on my actual... You did. 17, but I also left out Hodge, so that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, no, look. I, I mean, I, I had Valamai obviously in the centres, and I still think he might start there because I, yeah. I think that's too much of a risk to him out on the wing. But I'm shocked not to see Chris there, you know, considering how versatile he is. And well, maybe later in the year, but, you know, there could be a little injury there or something. That's right. Well, let's look at the, the shark side we're up against. They have William Kennedy at the back, who's impressed their hell out of me last year. That that guy can play. On one wing, they got Sione Katoa, and the other one, we've got the Roosters exile, Matt Ikevalo. He's got a mistake in him, but he's pretty good. Um, then we've got, in the centres, they've got Jesse Ramian and Ronald Molotalo, who are, they're both very good players. Jesse Ramian can be a very good player. Um, he can. He's, um, yeah... So he's, he's owned he's, Jared Croker in the I know, past, to be honest. Yeah, I know. And and one, then, of the, one of those beast centers that Jared Croker really struggled with. But he, so he's Mulitalo, up against Tomoko. Honestly, hasn't played. Mulitalo hasn't played center. So then yeah. Connor Tracy dropped out overnight. Right. Yeah, I was wondering why that was, because I thought he was just purely a winger, come occasional fullback. But in the halves, they've got um, Matt Moylens. He's, he's replacing the very, very unjustly suspended Trindle. Um, you know, I, I, have yeah, no, I rate Trindle. I, I, I think Trindle's a great player. Well, there's just no way in the world he should have been um, suspended for that ridiculous issue where that guy basically <laughs> fell into him. Obviously, oh. Nico Hines at seven. Matt, Matt Moylan is, um, yeah, Nico Hines at seven. But Matt Moylan, like, he is the definition of mercurial. I've often heard the term mercurial used for a player that's always good, right? And it's not. It means every now and then they can be unbelievable and then most of the time they're a plotter. That's Matt Moylan. 
But the but problem don't, is... don't you find that most of these Mercurial players uh, seem to have their good against, against the Raiders? Raiders. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's absolutely Karen right. Ponga. Oh, my goodness gracious me. Benji Marshall, Matt Moylan. Bradman Best. Oh, so the forward oh pack, let, let's let's not go over these nightmares, people. Um, so the forward pack for the Sharks, we've got Toby Rudolph on one side and Braden Hamlin, Hamlin Newaley, who I rate on the other with Break, uh, Blake Braley. Break, Break Braley. Break Braley. He does have, he's got a, he's got an inexplicable Y in Blake. He does What's have, wrong with the name Blake? Why do you need to stick a Y in there? He was trying to Bloody make sure Cronulla no one said Blark, hey. I'd say, um, which is what it should yeah. be. Then in the back row, you've got Brighton, Nakora, and Teague Wilton, which surprises me that Wilton's actually in there, but there you go. And then backing off is obviously their recruit, um, uh, Dale Finucane. Um, uh, best years behind him. Best yeah. years behind him. Melbourne Storm only let go of these guys when they're best years behind They squeeze as much juice as He's they can. He's got his payday. That, this guy's orange. still got some fantastic... Oh, I've never great. seen Dale Finucane be anything but a star. Great Come effort, on. great effort, and a great leader for those um, Cronulla forwards, you know, which which Neat are known for being pretty loose. Yeah, they are. And uh, then, except for Aidan Tolman, but what is he now, 39? 40? I actually thought that he'd retired. He's, he's like the dullest man going around. I, I just, in, like, in, I think in every level. In every level. Aidan Tolman is a clear example of the damage that Super, Le- uh, Super Coach has done to rugby league. Because Super Coach, people think he's he's a great forward. Yeah, a great player, but he's just—he's the most like just boring. He's a plotter. Yeah, yeah. no, he's a, they've got Talakai in, on in number fifteen. Royce Hunt, ex Raider, there in number sixteen, and Andrew Fafita has made his way on to seventeen. You know, let's see if he yeah, has a a late. This career. could be—I mean, they Sharks and Raiders games normally are pretty fiery, but looking at that that pack and some of the players we got on our side as well, there's potential for fireworks on Friday night, isn't there? There really. You, is. you look at Andrew Fafita uh, and Royce, Royce Hunt. Hunt. Royce Hunt, he's he's an angry man. Yeah, he'll throw a punch. And, he, yeah, and, and, and Hamlin the Welly. Yeah. Ricky obviously didn't yeah, rate yeah. Royce Hunt either, so he'll he'll be out here with a point to prove. And a big red, if someone rolls him up, you know he'll swing. You know he'll swing. I mean, they're missing a few players too, obviously. That, you know, Cameron McInnes isn't playing and mm. Brandon Trinnell's not playing. and um, Wade Graham. But I'll, Wade Graham's not playing. I mean, I'm, I think I'll Wade worry about Wade Graham. Wade Graham is in the um, Jared Croker category. Yeah. In that... They're only Busted. both only thirty one, and you think well, players should be able to play until they're well in our old traditional sense, you know, thirty three, thirty four. But they debuted so long, so young, they've got more miles on their clock. You know, both I think Wade Graham debuted at seventeen, and Croker was eighteen. You know, yep. so they've already played. Yeah, they both Graham and, and Moylan both came out of the Penrith system, both stars, you know, and obviously squeezed out with Griffin back in the day. But I, I I'm also. Concern because there's a lot of hype on this team. There's no more hype in any club at the moment than Cronulla, and you know I think um, Fitzgibbon's going to have him up for a pretty physical game. It's what he had him up for that that trial match. They were running off the back fence. So if and but we are too. The Raiders look like we're up for contact in our first two trials. We wanted to win the contact and we wanted to win the ruck. It's going to be a huge game for both clubs mm. because we're both we're both pretty much the two clubs that our fan base and their fan base would be saying we're the side that wasn't in the top eight last year that wants to squeeze up you know and we're looking at maybe newcastle and the gold coast to maybe drop down and not many teams come up from outside the eight so it's if we can beat the the titans and the you know which you think we would and the sharks and we're only lucky to beat them last year because good old chad townsend missed a bunch yeah. of kicks in front of the goal wasn't that, that um, if we, yeah the one up on the goalie that we played and when Hadawira Naira was offloading left, right, and center, and Savage ran through and was brilliant to watch. I love that game. But 
this this game's going to be a really physical game, you know, and and obviously with the young backline that we've picked, it's anything could happen. Anything could happen. Well, just so happens we've had our own resident statistician have a really good look in this match. So now it's time to rip in with Arnie J. Welcome to the new season, Raiders fans. Our squad has had some exciting gains this year. Elliot Holler, Fogarty, and also a new fitness coach. So big watch on our in-game fitness this season. The losses are many, which point towards strong juniors coming through, in my view. The Shark squad has also got significantly stronger, so they will certainly improve this year as well. In round one last year, we comfortably beat the Tigers. The Sharks beat the Dragons and were 14-0 up at half time, and completed 13 of their first 13 sets. Will Kennedy got three Dally M points, Moylan two. The Sharks have been one and four in round one games in the last five years. We have been three and two, but we have won the last three years. We played the Sharks in round two last year and won 12-10 due to poor goal kicking from Chad, Chad Townsend, who was one from four. Dally M points went to Tarpany, Papa and Young. So I expect a very similar no-nonsense game plan from us this week. <coughs> as far as stats goes, they performed better than us last year in some key areas. Possession, set completion, line breaks, kick return metres. But we are not far behind. To win the game, we need to nullify the halves, Will Kennedy and Finucane. If we can do that, we can get the season off with a win. Go, you Canberra Raiders. Oh, my God. He didn't miss again, did he, Arnie J? He's, he's, he's almost as angry as Matt, isn't he? He is. Hey, has he been drinking? Hey, he's has always he drinking. Yeah, can't stop him. <laughs> you can't stop him drinking. Um, he's crazy. But I will tell you about this. For uh, an angry, drunken man who'll punch you as soon as look at you... He makes some mean honey. Unbelievable He's honey. a beekeeper. He's a beekeeper. And here's the great thing, people. Uh, people out there he's listening. He's a pacifist at heart. Yeah, listening to Ray's review with Blake and the Pork. We're going to have some prizes this season. And one of them, if you win, is going to be a jar of Arnie J's honey. And oh my God, it's worth it. It's, so, it's the best honey you've ever tasted. It's unbelievable. But anyway, good. shout out to Arnie J. He's actually currently um, recovering from COVID. So get well soon, Arnie. Yeah, and he's up somewhere where it's really raining heavily on him as well. So that's no good. Um, but you know what? A lot of us have strong feelings about the shark, but none of us feel quite as strongly about them as Lord Funkington, who just hates the sharks. Hello everyone, Lord Funkington here, and I am excited for round one. Good God, I'm excited for round one. I can't wait. All the trial match bullshit's out of the way. All this other guff and bullshit's out of the way. We're finally going to get some meaningful on-field action. The only bad bit is it's against Cronulla. Oof. Now they've got a good jersey, Cronulla. quite like the colours, you know. Offsets nicely. Sky blue, grey, black, white. Looks nice. But they're a bunch of pricks. And they've always been a bunch of pricks, especially to the Raiders. Was it Mick Ennis doing the Viking clap in 2016 after they cheated their way to a win against us in that final? Was it 2008 finals when they were burning the uh, Raiders fans' banner that they found in the crowd? Is it because they sacked Ricky Stewart after he took a bunch of scrubbers, deckhands and uh, plumbers to a preliminary final he had, they had no business being in? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was Paul Gallen. Maybe it's Todd Carney. Maybe it's the filth of Josh Dugan. Or maybe it's the cancer that Cronulla sent our way in Blake Ferguson. Oh, Cronulla. God, I hate them. I hate them all. And there's also celebrity fans like Brendan Cowell. Brendan, you might have been great in Deck Dogs. I love you too and save your legs. 
but all the artistic merit in the world doesn't stop you doesn't stop the fact that you're a Sharks fan it's so disappointing it's so disappointing <sighs> anyway we have to get through this one week against these stragglers Raiders by 56 well I don't think I can disagree with very much of what he said at all there no, well, they really are. Um, I mean, I hate the Storm more, but when that grand final between Storm and Sharks, I did struggle to decide who to go for. It sort of changed minute by minute. I kind of almost wanted the Storm win to win because I'm kind of like numb to like seeing mm. Storm, like Cameron Smith, holding up trophies. It doesn't kind of hurt in the same way. Mm. But yeah, Sharks not a not a favourite team of mine. No, not a favourite. Favorite. I've been to Shark Park once in my life. I'm never going back. I was lucky to get out of there with um, the shirt on my back. No, well. One of the people... My actually, brother broke his leg at Shark Park playing Canberra Raiders Harold Matthews in, like, mid-90s. So really? we've had some pretty bad... Mer- yeah, he, he was he was the hooker for the Harold Matthews with Lincoln Withers and Terry Martin and a few others back Ooh, in the day. But um, Terry Martin, great man. I, Matt, Matt Gaffer, was he getting... I can't get time? over... What's that, mate? Matt Gaffer, was he that sort of era as well? Yeah, yeah, he was a couple of years older. But oh, I, I, I still can't get over a couple of the games that we've played against them where they knowingly just want to get under our skin, you know, whether it was in us with a Viking clap or that, that semi-final where we made the break and Josh Hodgson just didn't pass to the right and we could have scored, you know. I, I'm going to have to call you there. I, that was Kurt I, I'm Baptiste. I'm so glad. When... That was Kurt Baptiste. Oh, all he had to do was pass the ball. All that and, had to know, happen was Matt not... Chechen realised that James Maloney was not only not on side, he was so far offside, oh. it could have been a penalty try. And that's what Baptiste oh, was playing for. He knew that Maloney was so far offside, we wouldn't just get a penalty from straight in front and get the kick or score a try. So if we but won, Maloney was going to get sin bin, but Chechen didn't do it. If we won that game, then Sharks would have had gone down Melbourne, wouldn't they? They would have played mm. Melbourne in the prelim instead. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, many and, reasons um, to hate Cronulla. But, but, you know, one of your mates... Uh, I was just going to say, I took, I took a lot of great pride and one of my mates is about to come on. So yeah. before we introduce him, I just want to make sure that he can listen to this and suck eggs because Aiden Caesar kicked him out of the finals a couple of years ago. Yeah. And now you can introduce him, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, one of the worst things about you, Matthew, is apart from coming from Canberra, is that you're friends with a shark supporter, which we find very hard. But apparently well, apparently, it's the number one shark supporter. Really? From I thought Cal- that was Buzz Rothfield. Is it? I thought it was Buzz Rothfield's number one and uh, yeah. Scott Morrison. Scott Morrison's up there, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, anyway, and this guy. Anyway, Brendan Cowell, anyway, it's for some reason you talk to him, I don't know why. Um, he's a bit of a hack as far as we can tell, but here he is with some views which you can take or leave. G'day, Brendan Cowell here, uh, number one Sharks fan and uh, B-minus celebrity just above the uh, C-plus Matt Lenevez from the nation's capital. Uh, coming at you live from Bronte, uh, which is the home to Sharks number two super fan, Scott Morrison. Um, you'd think that Scott might have a better climate policy, considering Sharks live in the ocean. Um, just on the Canberra Raiders, Canberra Raiders website, um, you know, and it's a real worry for a website when, you know, the main feature is the Hall of Fame. Um, not so much the playing roster which may well be regarded as the Hall of Shame these days um, as another Ricky club seeks, you know, just faces its imminent, its imminent downslide. But I think Ricky will do really well uh, coaching Hull in 2023 to 2027 before they uh, boot him out of there as well. Just going through the rock star, Albert Hopawadi, son of that kind of limage. That kind of lim- lineage can't go wrong. 
Uh, Brad Morkos, no idea. Uh, Brad Schneider, um, straight out of year 11, never played rugby league before, um, but they liked his haircut. Nickel Clogstad, yeah, all right, he's pretty good. Um, Jack Whiten, yeah, okay, he's quite good. Uh, Jamal Fogarty, who has apparently uh, faked an injury um, just to get back to the nightlife on the Gold Coast. He cannot believe what a shithole Canberra is on the weekend. The only thing that's happening is, you know, people dropping in on their way to the snow or, um, you know, people making pornos on the edge of the river or trying to grow their own marijuana, arguing about politics. Jared Croker. Um, I don't know the complexities of the whole stem cell scene, um, but, you know, I think there's some funny business going on there and it'll all play out in the press later on this year. Jordan Rapana, um, yeah, very controversial figure. And um, then there's some other guys. Nick Kotrick, back from the Bulldogs. Um, let's see what he learnt there. Um, his year under Trent Barrett, you can only imagine. The education, Xavier Savage, Valame, look, hopes of the future. Sam Williams, I love the look of him. He looks like a great British football player, doesn't he? And Sebastian Chris, two first names. Um, Friday night, you know, I used to call this the um, Blake Ferguson, Todd Carney Cup. Um, you know, the Bacardi Cup. Um, you know, and Todd got a lot of got in a lot of trouble for that. Um, the, the, the bubbler thing, but what people don't realise is the skill it takes to ec- execute that optical illusion. It was not going in the mouth, it was going down the side of the mouth. You might remember your dad doing similar things with, got your nose, you know. So another hardly done by player. Um, and Blake, you know, Blake really found his way in Japan seeking out the booger sugar. Uh, but here we go, Friday night, Sharks v Raiders. It's chilling, it's thrilling, and, uh, you know, I just hope that Nico Hines or any of the players don't catch the Viking clap because um, it takes a while to uh, get rid of. Well, there were moments of amusement in that. <laughs> Some was yeah. a little harsh, a little harsh, but, yeah. So, so yeah. The Viking hey, clap? Yeah, yeah. Look, it, was, it, was good of him to, it was good of him to come on the show. I mean, we did say that he was banned from the show last week, but... Matt worked the back channels, you know, and, mm. and we we came to an arrangement. We should plug his book as well. What's it called, Matt? It's called Plum. Plum. In good bookstores. Yeah. And some bad ones. And some bad ones, yeah. Talking about plugging books, Matt Cleary launched his book, The Milk. We were going to have him on this week, but it's just been hectic, so it's going to come on next week. But he had a launch at the King O the other day. Apparently went down absolutely brilliantly. We'll have more on that next week. I've started reading the book. It's, it's very good. It's very good. I'm a couple of chapters in. But now we've got to uh, do the segment that everyone doesn't really care about. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? And under the COVID-19 rules, we have very large extended bench. Instead of having four players, we oh, now have this seven. This segment's going to be twice as long. Right. So the Raiders have <laughs> Ryan Sutton, Matt Frawley, the shoe man, uh, Trey Mooney of uh, magnificent haircut. I think we can all agree that was just a shocking haircut there. Mind you, Jack Whiten's really pulled off a beauty there on that one. Harry Rushton. Uh, coming up, Jared Croker, Xavier Savage, as Mr. Cowell put it so well, and Sammy Williams on the extended bench. For the Sharks, they have Luke Metcalf, Jesse Colquhoun, 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 Colquhoun. Lachlan Miller, uh, Jensen Talman, I can never... Tammy Appiah. Tammy Appiah, sorry, excuse me. Jaden Beryl, 
uh, Janiah Lua, Lua Lua, sorry, and Thomas Hazelton. Now, I haven't heard of half those blokes. I recognise two of them. Uh, one of them, I can't pronounce their surname because I have a failing in that regard, and Luke Metcalf. I give the extended bench very clearly to the Canberra Raiders there. Very, very, very clearly. We've got a lot more experience, haven't we? Now, interesting thing, the match has come out, and the match officials are Ben Cummins is holding the whistle, which is a bit disappointing for us. But then Matt Noyan's going to be the most tired man in the NRL because he's been named as the only touch judge for the game. <laughs> so how he's going to manage to pull that off, I do not know. But here's wishing you the best of luck, Matt Noyan. That would be absolutely fantastic for you if you managed to pull it off. Now, there has been something that uh, annoyed me, Blake, and you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Look, preceding signings. You know, the, the season hasn't even started, and Canterbury has announced the signing of Ryan Sutton. So we've got a player on our books for the whole year who is basically a lame duck. Who knows how him and Ricky, uh, if they're even talking, if we've got this guy on the books that's actually going to be useful in any way. You know, usually I'd say... Um, we'd do a swap, you know, we'd do an early season transfer where he'd just go to the Bulldogs and we'd get something back. But the Bulldogs have got nothing we want. So, I mean, like, is there anything, guys, at the Bulldogs you're at all interested in? Um, we do need a halfback. Do they have a halfback? Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a problem with Flanagan and Stewart's. Ah, look, they used to yeah, work uh, side by side. Yeah, they did, they did. You used to. Yeah. I, I don't know, like... Um... I mean, it's all of, you think about who they want to get rid of, and it sounds like Thompson's on the way out there. Their prop, but I don't know whether we want to yeah. take that. that he's, on. He's, and, he's um, too loose and too expensive, I'd suggest. Suspension yeah. prone. Um, so, so I just feel like they're probably going to let it go. Yeah, well, it just grinds my gears because a, I love Rhino. I understand what he's doing. He's got to make the best out of a short career and make as much money. He's a good, good man. Um, he was there for me the other day um, for my family, and I really appreciate that. I'd love him to stay at the club. It's not going to happen that way. These things happen, but it grinds my gears that it's happened before if, the if, balls are Look, if, if it's anyone, I know it's, the timing's terrible. If it's anyone, Ryan Sutton, I can deal with because it's not when like Anthony Milford would do anything good in that last year, and you mm. knew he was going to the Broncos. It was always kind of bittersweet. Yeah. Because it kind of left you, ah, oh, that was good. He's such a good player. It's yeah. like a really shallow, empty yeah, yeah. feeling. If it was Xavier Savage had announced he was going to the Bulldogs in 2023, yeah. again, yeah. It, would, it would be really painful. But Ryan Sutton, you know, he has my blessings. He can go. Yeah, I'm just going to But the, time, the timing is, the timing, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. The, the timing is what sucks. It's a, you know, the Premier League, rumours will circulate, but the day you sign for another club, you pack your bag you and pack you're out your bags the and you're gone. Yeah, that's right. And the same happens in baseball, I believe. Is that right, uh, Matt? Yeah, it is. I, I don't mind that. That you know, as as a club, you know, we brought out Ryan Sutton on a bit of a development, and then we've allowed him to grow, and now he's getting his his big contract at another club. I, I don't mind the fact that you know our third or fourth prop in our rotation is going to sign as probably someone's second or third, and we've helped him develop and get a bigger, um, you know. Pay packet and uh, is his girlfriend in Sydney? I've also Some heard. Of so, this, yeah, I believe so. Question is, what's up you know? with the Bulldogs just signing um, wingers and props? Like what? <laughs> what don't they need a like a halfback? Don't they need a halfback and hooker? We lament being a Raiders supporter, and last week we we're all upset because obviously the news of Fogarty broke. But you imagine being a dog supporter right now. No, like, but there's it, hope. There's hope I mean, this year. Into this year, there's hope. Yeah. They've got hope. Burton's, oh, Burton's a good signing. Look. Going from things that ground my gears, we, we've got a listener of the week, Blake. We do. And uh, listener of this week, it's actually, I think it's um, one of Matt's um, Twitter followers. 
So we've picked up, having Matt on the show, we've picked up some listeners, mostly in um, a part of America that I think is generally known as the Rust Belt. Matt, have you got a lot of fans in the Rust Belt? Kathy from Kathy from Kathy from uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I said Kathy from Philadelphia before. I think I just got confused because of shark. But Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, that's like the same area, isn't it? Same Ph- state. Philadelphia Not is in quite. the corner of Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, so Kat, but anyway, so she's jumped on board the show. She sent a few messages. She listened to the end of season um, special that Matt wasn't even on, and she enjoyed it. No idea what the sport's about. No, no. no idea about rugby. But she's in, and you know what? She's joining in. She's making a comment. We hear you over there, and we respect you. Hi, Alan Sung here, former Canberra Raiders captain. And you know what? I don't really listen to podcasts, but if I did, I'd probably listen to the third most popular Canberra Raiders one, Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. This is the segment that everybody absolutely loves. Ask Clown of the Week! <laughs> now this week, I've gone with Graham Annesley. He hasn't done anything yet, but you know he's going to. <laughs> this is a, pre- a preemptive strike. You know he's going to. You know he's going to do so. It's just, it's like you're just sitting around waiting for him. Come on, Graham, you can say something really stupid. Come on, you can do it. So you're my Ask Clown of the Week. Blake, who have you got? Uh... I'm going back to a to a well, sort of a well dug well, um, someone we've been to many, many, many times before. He's turned up again. This the season hasn't even kicked off, and Buzz Rothfield is already asked kind of the week again. He was on NRL 360 uh, last night saying that the new signings at the Bulldogs were very disappointed with the, um, the the facilities and the training the Bulldogs had, and pointed out the fact that the Bulldogs don't use drones. They don't have any drones to film their training sessions, unlike most other clubs. And then I got on Twitter this morning and Phil Gould is on there just posting all these pictures of drones, drone drone footage, everything drone. So I've had an uneasy relationship with Phil Gould over the years. I mean, there was a time when he was writing for the Sydney Morning Herald who used to want to kick the Raiders out of the club. So Mm. I haven't always been his biggest fan, but I do admire him and he's nobody's fool. And if you're going to have some sort of like intellectual... um, challenge between him and Buzz Rothfield I know who's always going to come out on top so Buzz has made an absolute ass clown out of himself again this week I'm sure it won't be the last time he appears on this show but he's, he's got in early he's getting very close to getting the perpetual ass clown oh, you already got it already oh yeah you, well, with you I'm not the perpetual ass clown you're the but maybe it should be named the Buzz Rothfield ass clown of the week trophy <laughs> actually know, it's like... the Raiders plumbing ass clown of the week oh yeah we forgot our sponsor <laughs> The Raiders plumbing ass clown of the week. And you want to see crack and the ass? Go to Raiders plumbing and you're going to see plenty of it. But Matt, who have you got for ass clown of the week? You got anyone? Uh, Yeah, I I, I try and listen to as many podcasts as I can. And obviously, I think people, if you're listening to this Raiders podcast, then you're doing the same and you're listening to the Green Machine podcast as well. And one of the things that upsets me is the is some of the Sydney media and the Sydney podcasts because they try and put out a lot of content and sometimes they're not really doing their research. So when they're jumping up and down saying, you know, Savage is the fullback and CNK hasn't got a shot and what's Ricky doing and what's Ricky doing? He's, you know, like, it's just, for me, it's these people that are jumping to conclusions too early in the season. And um, the ass clown that I find is is just some people that, you know, I don't want to name names, but there are a couple of podcasts oh, no, no, in Sydney. You have that... to name names. Oh, no, you oh, can't. No, can't. I no, won't, no, you I won't, can't. But... You can't, yeah, right. But there's there's just a few that, uh, as a fan of a club that I know the club, I, I knew the I knew what was going to happen, and I knew you know the way that Ricky was playing it. And for me, I, I just hear a lot of white noise around team selection. So um, look, everyone. I think that's probably my ass clown. 
everyone's a self-appointed expert, you know. There's a yeah. guy that calls himself rugby league guru who was who actually had the last laugh because at the start of the year he said um, Schneider was a player to watch and I had to go to him and said he's not really on anyone's radar. Big now. Les, <laughs> Big Les. <laughs> not Big Les, but, but, but NRL guru, yeah. So I was wrong. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, he got lucky. He got lucky. He got lucky. But, you know, obviously these guys, you know, you, it'd be like us talking about, I don't know, the Gold the Coast Cowboys. Titans. The Cowboys, yeah. or the Cowboys would probably be the, the team whose roster I'd be like least, least no idea least what's able going on. To, yeah, yeah. Nothing, got nothing. But um, look, someone who's uh, really has no idea what they're doing whatsoever, and pretty much good describes an ass clown. Uh, the Shark. All right, fans, how you doing? It's your friend John, and I'm back. First off, I want to apologize about last week's outburst. Spent some time in a re-education camp the last few days. So uh, everything seems to be normal upstairs. You know, the convoy's behind me. I'm, you know, I'm seeing clearly now. That's all in my past. What's not in my past, what's in the near future, is my least favorite event on the NRL calendar. It's when the Cronulla Sharks play the Canberra Raiders. Because without fail, there's always some, like, gym selfie-taking chud on Twitter that says to me, You can't make fun of the Sharks. Your last name has the word shark in it. <sighs> yeah, I get it. Sorry. I don't think that that really binds me to becoming a Cronulla Sharks fan. First off, I'm not a racist or a race rider. Uh, I've never uh, made love to like a distant or even a close relative. Yeah, you know, honestly, I don't think there's a single shark on earth that is a Cronulla Sharks fan. Let's go down the list. Uh, Amy Shark, nope, she's a Titans fan. Um, Greg Norman, my dad caddied for him once in the 90s. He, my dad used to caddy on the weekends to make extra money. And uh, Greg Norman turned to my dad once and said, you know what, Cronulla Sharks, they're full of shit. And my dad said, okay, <laughs> that means, hey, well, now it comes in handy. Uh, every Shark and Jaws, yeah, they're all Newtown fans. And uh, I don't think a single one of them ever ate or killed a Lebanese person. So, yeah. More proof. Uh, so that, that's every shark on earth. There you go. Case proof. Okay. Let's, uh, so all you Cronulla fans on Twitter can forget it. Raiders by, uh, what, 300 this week? Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Okay. Uh, great. Go you green things. I'll see you on Friday. You know, a lot of people criticize the shark for his segments and say, what the hell is he talking about? Why is he on the show? And you know why he's on the show? Because he's going to shank me if I take him off. Yeah, he's got a mean, mean streak. He's from the streets of Philadelphia, <laughs> and he will shank me. So we're just going to be putting up with a shark, whether you like it or not. He does bleed green, but he wants to make me bleed red if I take him off. So there you go, the shark. Now, brought to you by Jersey's Megastore, a great sponsor of the Greenhouse, and as well as Ray's Review, Blake and the Pork. It's now time for Reasons to be Cheerful. Reasons to be Cheerful, part three. One, two, three. And there are plenty of reasons cheerful. It's a clean slate. We haven't lost a match yet. That's good. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, round we one haven't... versus the Sharks often goes well. How many times have we played? It's either Gold Coast or the Sharks in round one, isn't it, for about the last yeah, yeah. 15 years? I mean, I'm sure that's, there's other examples, but yeah. it just, <laughs> just seems like it's, a, it's yeah. a familiar. And then the Sharks in semifinals as well. Like The Sharks, yeah. it's a real rivalry, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And then another great reason to be cheerful is CNK at the back starting the season he was such a loss last season this season he's there and he's going to be determined also another person playing for the contract we're going to see some fantastic football from him and that makes me cheerful Matt you've got to have something to be cheerful about oh mate I've got a few I've got the fact that we're going to see Hadawit and Ira and Hudson Young both play 
on an edge for the first time in a long time. Usually, you know, we're trying to find how we can fit them in and they're competing, but Ricky's obviously moved Elliot into 13. Um, I'm also really excited to see the big body of Schneider play. You know, Fogarty's obviously the big bells and whistles, the shiny guy that we signed this season and everyone talks about in the off-season. But what Schneider showed in defence, I think um, no other halfback, you know, that we've had in a very, very long time has. Um, it's a really strong body lining up there. And then I'm really excited to see Valamai and I'm also really, really excited to see Schiller because it's, it's when young guys get an opportunity that our club has always done the best. Um, you know, in the late 80s, we had a few injuries and we thrust, you know, Bradley Cly had got his shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brett Mullins got his shot. And Mullo started on the wing and ended up in the centres and maybe Schiller could do the same. So I'm... You know, we, we haven't had a chance as Raiders fans to be able to see some of these guys over the last couple of years, so we haven't been that excited. But there was huge raps coming out of um, the Dragons for Schiller. We tried to sign Schiller out of the Riverina um, before he went to St. George two years ago. So the skill that he showed um, with Valamai and with Schneider to set up that try against the Roosters in the first half of our first trial, albeit against the second-grade side, um, I'm, I'm excited to see that unfold and it's not like we're going up against the storm i i get it cronulla have a really good side but their back line is also a new combination they've got centers playing wing and they've got winnings playing center and all that sort of stuff so um if you can't start young guys and give them a shot in round one when are you going to do it and we've always been every all last year you know i listened to all the podcasts you guys did and the green machine podcast and and we all lamented what ricky was doing with his bench and we could all see it we could all see frawley needed a shot and we, we were, everyone was calling for Schneider. And even we weren't even calling for Savage at the time. But this year, suddenly, Ricky's turned over, I don't know, a new leaf. And he's giving these guys a chance. So if they're good enough, then they can do it. Uh, if not, then as fans, we can't complain. Because for months, if not years, we've, we've, we've always had our round one sides. And then when Ricky chooses his round one side, it's always been conservative, hasn't it? Yeah. Apart well, from like maybe Matt Allwood that one year, and mm-hmm. it's always been fairly conservative. And now this yep. year, how I bet you every Raiders fan listening to this podcast tonight or tomorrow, having seen the team list or just heard Pork read it out, has not been this shocked in round one ever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exciting as a club because, yep. um, you know, who knows what could happen this year with some of that young blood. Look, and I'm calling it. I think we're a red hot chance to win the title this year. I think we're a red-hot chance. I think if things go well at the beginning of the season here, if we get a fair few wins out of our first five, I reckon we're in a what, really what, good what, position. You're a man that's usually all over the odds. Did the odds drift after Fogarty went down? No, it stayed at 23. Stayed at 23. Haven't changed yet. Well, um, I saw we were like the, we've like at longer odds than the Broncos, which yeah. I found bizarre. Oh, same odds as the Broncos. But the, the issue is I really think, when we talked about last week, our squad death is great. We've been scratched by Fogarty being out. But if Schiller can step up, even if what he does is hold his position, does the organisation, doesn't miss his tackles, but he allows Jack to do his thing, um, I think we're a red-hot chance well, that's, to build that's, into this season. That's mm. what we've been saying along, because you're also going to have you know, Whitehead doing a lot of that first receiver ball-playing stuff. And then Hodjo will come on after 20 minutes. And basically, at that point, Hodjo may as well have the number... I mean, I know he doesn't have the number seven on his back, but mm. he may as well have the number seven on his back. But I guess they'll... Yeah, and, I guess... And Schneider plays Schneider plays predominantly down the right, and he always has his entire career. Mm, so yeah. Schneider played down the right with Trevelyan when he was playing up in Townsville. And now he, he slots into the right. He's comfortable there. He's comfortable defending there. He, he was comfortable there in those two trials that... Mm. He doesn't look out of place. He looks as big as anyone. You know, if anything, it was Fogarty that was running Valamai and then Chris into the into the sideline. So I'm, I think I think a bigger body like Schneider, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd still choose Fogarty, but I think a bigger body like Schneider might be able to straighten the lineup, yep. you know, and maybe we can exploit uh, on their left edge. You know, they're going to have a centre and a, and a and a winger that haven't defended together. A number of their players in Cronulla haven't played um, together or even played a trial. So, mm. you know, hopefully um, we can exploit that and, and be in the match. And then, you know, we can rely on our game breakers because I think we have a few more than they do. You know, Tarpany, Papali, Ian Whiten, uh, all-star players. And the way that Tarpany has started this year and how fit he looks, usually mm. it takes him... Four to six weeks to start looking like the Tarpani that we know, and Papali'i and Tarpani in that tri- in that All Star game looked ready, man. And I've been sending my mates pictures of Jack White in at training. He looks jacked. He looks fit and strong. And well, if you saw the he season looks ready launch, just to... oh, he got the mate. award for being the fittest, best from the new trainer as taken over from Nigel. Um, he he got the award for being the best athlete in the club, um, and that's no no small rap that he's getting. That he's um, a freak, mate. But, you know, maybe it's an opportune time for us to go, who's got a lift? Ooh. Where's my backing vocals, oh, I forgot man? I forgot Even I backed him up, Blake. <laughs> okay, let's take two, take two, okay. take two. Who's got a lift? Ooh. Bit of delay there from Hollywood, but it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> the intention um, was good. The intention it was, was good. It was good. It was good. Um, Hodgson, my Josh. I love my Josh. He's my man. I know he can do it. He's going to stand up and he is going to really, it's going to be his best season ever. He's got to lift. So does our Jack Whiten. He's got to come in. They're the stars. They got to lift. They got to do it. If they do it, we're going to win, people. We are going to be doused in Gatorade. We are going to be uproariously drunk on the, you know, the first weekend of October. Um, we're going to be unbearably obnoxious for all the other teams. And did you, here's hey, hoping it happens. Did you come over for? Were you in Australia for the 2019 Grand Final? Or did you come over? Or did you nah, mate. Show? I was. I was. I was filming um, a show for Amazon and Sony called Absentia in Bulgaria. But the game was on at nine o'clock in the morning, and my entire apartment block could hear me screaming at the television. So I. Oh, I can't even talk about it. No, I don't think any Raiders fan can. It's, I was so it, proud of the club. I was so proud of the club, Blake, honestly. Ricky was amazing that week. The, every member of the squad went to every media opportunity and they presented themselves a, as such great ambassadors for that club. And the Roosters shirked every single opportunity they could. They didn't turn up to any of them. And you could just sense that the media were getting behind the Raiders. And then... When it went the way that it did, and then when Ricky's press conference after was so humble, I was just gutted. But um, I think yeah. every Raiders fan agrees, Look, obviously. But I walked out of the ground, and you know, it was, it was it was it was very sad. And look, being at the ground, the six again thing, we kind of saw it, but it sort of became a bigger deal. We're right at the post, other end. Post post the Mate, end of the it game. was it was so obvious when you're watching it on the television. Yeah. It was wrong. Post and the it, there was a bunch of mistakes, but anyway. I'm still more annoyed about the trainer on the field. Yeah, look, but but what I want to yeah, say and, and what I, not pass what I want to say is is that if Leilua passes, we win. The whole day, yeah. the whole day was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and like just getting to getting to like we were having beers in Surrey Hills beforehand, and there were Raiders fans everywhere. Every car that drove by would like bip their horn and you know wave out the window and stuff. And then arriving at Olympic Park and seeing it just a sea of green. That you know you can never that will never leave my memory. You can't take that away from me. And look, sure, in the end, uh, the final result was disappointing. The actual experience of the day was just it was absolutely magical. Oh mate, it was great to see the country get behind the Raiders too because we were the yeah. underdogs and we were the ones People's that really wanted to win. And and well, I, I would love to see us. I mean, speaking of who's got a lift, I, I would love to see us get back to that. And I think the only way we can get back to that is if Josh does 
I mean, I think Josh is an internationally like class player. And if he gets back to his standards, which I think he can, we're now that we're spreading the ball a little bit more off the rack, I think it's going to open a bit more opportunity for him if he can be selective, you know, and obviously we're not just playing that crash ball, but I have this weird prim and but I, he I is the king. All... He is the king of the crash ball. I know, but I think it might, if we're, if, if we're going to be playing wider, I think the crash ball might come back into play because it's not just our number one obvious play. But I also think, I mean, I was sitting there, I know I said Sammy Valamai should be the center and with Tomoko and obviously Harley Smith Shields is probably pick number one. So, I, you know, Jared Croker's way down the list and, you know, going off today with Schiller there, who knows? But I had this weird feeling last night and I mean this and, and, and I was sitting in my bed um, awake for about three hours last night and I couldn't shake the feeling that Jared Croker is going to come back into this side later in the season and be a star. And I'm, I, it's the first time I've even thought that. I, honestly, mate, I just have this weird feeling that they're going to treat him properly and he'll get back. I, and I, I, I was one of the people that wanted him medically retired last year. I was like, no, we need to save the cap space. But I have, I have, I have, this, I have a feeling he's going to do the opposite. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I tell you, I've just, I, don't write off a champion, mate. I mean it. I, I wanted to move him on more than anyone, but when I when the story broke that he wasn't going to be in the round one team, I felt pretty sad. I got to say, I felt pretty sad for him. And uh, I don't know. It was it was just it was one of those things where be careful what you wish for because when it actually happened, it was kind of quite an empty feeling. And I really thought, after the trial, I thought they was getting back in the team because I thought he looked pretty solid. Yeah. And also once um, Fogarty went down, I thought, well, we've got to have him in for his goal kicking and his leadership because. I went back and looked, checked out um, Schneider's one uh, attempt at a goal uh, against the just Roosters. Just left of the post. Yep. He hit the post. Shanked it. No, he hit the it was, post. He was just left of the post. Yeah. He was just left of the post. And, and he, he hit, hit the post. Yeah. yeah, he hit the post. But, but the good thing is that clearly, clearly Ricky's just going to, he's just told the squad, I'm picking you guys on merit right now. Yeah. That's it. Did you see, um, did you see there was the, the video from, I think it was just before, they must have been warming up at, uh, at Gosford just before the game against uh, Manly. And uh, Josh Papali nails one from the sideline. The big Papa. Yes. Did you see that? Papa Lee. Because, you know, he had, he had that one against Melbourne, which he absolutely shanked. I'd love for us to put 54 on the Sharks, and then I'll just call Brendan, just as Papa Lee. He's lining it up to go 56 now. <laughs> 56 there you go. 56. Raiders by 56. He's finally got it. Now, we've come to the end of our, our tether for the first round, and everyone get out there to uh, Canberra Stadium if you can. Yell loudly. Get right up, people. Hopefully um, there is a good crowd. What's your crowd prediction? I'm going 15. 15 would be great. Yeah, Brumbies, man. It's an have early seen, match, have you but seen I'm how many, the, how many of the Brumbies get what, the Waratahs? What, what's a Brumby? <laughs> what's a Brumby? Are you, are you talking a different language? Look, you have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast, brought to you by the Greenhouse, Audio Technica, and Landspeed Be- Records. Before we go, we should say, um, if you haven't already, jump on your uh, podcast listening app. Subscribe if you can. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, we're on iTunes. We're also on Google Play, which I didn't realize people um, listen to. But yeah, if you've got an Android phone, and Google Play, because someone said it took a while to show up on the feed, but it did show up eventually. So I don't know what happened there. But yeah, if you're on one of those apps, subscribe. And while you're there, uh, give us a rating, give us a review, write something funny. We'll read it. We'll probably read it out in there. We'll, we'll make you l- l- listener of the week. But if you want to keep us number two, 
Yeah, then you've got, to raise, you've got to support the show. You know, it doesn't get there without you. You're the most important Blake in the porklet there is. Thank you once more to our co-host, Matt Hollywood Lenefes, calling in all the way from the Hollywood Hills. Didn't you used to watch the Mike Walsh show? I think I, yeah, I did, but I'm, I'm younger than you two old bastards. I know. So let's just pump the brakes. I know. It was it was the midday show with, um, with Ray Martin when you were wagging school. You were wagging school. Yeah, I watched the Ray sport. Martin one. Yeah, it was the yeah, pre- no, it was the, the forerunner to Ray Martin. It used to be, um, yeah, Mike Walsh. Mike Walsh. And Hollywood, John Housen <laughs> was the Hollywood correspondent. He was still doing Mike Walsh, man. He was still around until that long ago. Hey, no, I hey. remember him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about some actor, but no, he's like some entertainment reporter yeah, from LA. Correct. Like, yeah, correct. Yeah, he was fantastic. Look him up. Look him money up. For, <laughs> taking money for doing nothing. Just like, oh, yeah, this movie's coming out on Thursday and go buy some popcorn. I Correct. That's exactly what he did, and he was magnificent. He was absolutely magnificent. Like Richard Wilson. Richard Wilson's been getting paid by Channel Nine for. Oh, that's actually Wilkins. Wilkins, but Wilkins. I like Wilkins. Wilson. Well, exactly. There you go. This is, that's how. Whatever. Well, I, I think they own his face because most of it's made out of the plastic off their suits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway, you've been listening to Raiders View with Blake and the Pork. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Brendan. Oh!